0: Today is Wednesday, February 21st. The title for our devotional is Christian Servants. Next, in our uh, Resilient Christianity campaign, Peter moves into the household and how Christians are to live out their new identity as the people of God in the Greco-Roman culture. Yesterday, he talked about uh, government, and today we're talking about the household. The household usually consisted of servants, a husband and a wife and kids. Peter will address the servants first. So let's read 1 Peter 3, 18-25. It's often been asked why Peter didn't directly refute the practice of slavery in the Roman world. It's true that slavery was different in the Roman culture than the American slave trade and how we tend to think of it today. However, they still viewed slaves as property and that's evil. So the answer lies, I think, in what we talked about on Monday. Peter has an eye towards Christians being respected in their society. The household was the foundational unit of the Greco-Roman world, of which its significance cannot be overstated. And servants and slaves being a part of the household was just a fact of life in that day. They built their society on the household codes of teachers like Plato, Aristotle, Plutarch, and Seneca. Big names, right? Every new idea and religious belief was scrutinized on its impact on the household. To take a frontal assault on the household codes of the Roman world would have left the infant church facing even greater persecution on that front, as well as the declaration that Jesus is Lord over Caesar. So, uh, what Peter's doing is contextualizing the gospel to the Roman culture. And in doing this, Peter calls Christians to submit to the institutions of society, as we saw yesterday. Peter's not primarily concerned with social reform at this point. Instead, he is primarily concerned with the less efficient, large-scale, but the more permanent transformation of the individual believers. He's more concerned about the church and the people of God. He calls them to live the way of Jesus within the social norms they find themselves in. This theology and approach ends up gutting the system from the inside out in the long run, but it takes a long time. He does this in a few specific ways in this text specifically as well. It's not just the big ideas, it's even in this text. First, he addresses the slaves, period. The other household codes from the popular Roman teachers like uh, Plato and Aristotle they don't address the slaves directly. So Peter knows that slaves were a part of the church and Peter addresses them directly. This would have elevated them in the congregation as this was read aloud. Second, he calls the actions of abusive masters unjust. Aristotle, in his household codes, says that no true injustice can be done to a slave. Other codes often expected harsh treatment of slaves. Third, he begins by talking to the slaves, who had the least authority in the household. And fourth, he reminds them of their primary allegiance to God. He says, being mindful of God, in verse 19. And this is a gracious thing in the sight of God in verse 20. So he's reminding them of their higher allegiance than to their master, to their local governance, or to even Caesar, their allegiances to God. Finally, he makes the servant the paradigm for the Christian life. So don't read that statement too quickly. In verse 16, which we covered yesterday, he says all Christians are to live as servants of God. Here, he spends the longest, the most words on the servants. And he spends a good bit of time expressing how they are to identify with Jesus, who is the suffering servant from Isaiah 53. So this we'll talk about tomorrow. We're going to take a whole day to talk about what Peter says here about Jesus being the paradigm for the Christian life. So for reflection time today, the closest application in our society, I think, is in our work and how we should treat our bosses with respect, even if we are being treated unjustly. Instead of being an employee who constantly complains about your boss at the lunch table or the private chat room on Zoom, we should honor them. Uh, We should do our work with integrity as well and with high character, so even if we are mistreated at work, we can confidently say that we have acted in righteousness. And then we can count it as a gracious thing in the sight of God if we are mistreated. This is the way of Jesus, as we're going to talk about tomorrow.